position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on 2016-07-22. That would make it the 22nd of July, Friday, uh, at 11.57 a.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time, out here on the left coast, coast with the most. <laughs> we have a huge show for you this week. Um... Wow, I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, crack engineer Ivor Molina is just shaking his head. He's a broken man. Um, just contemplating the rundown for all the material that we're gonna try to cram in to this unbelievable episode. Um, lots of stuff happened, um, uh, right at, you know, uh, Right at the end of the week. It all got compressed in between Thursday and Friday. So, yeah, this, I thought this was going to be a pretty pedestrian show. No, it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a doozy. So let's uh, start as we always do with our top stories. Um, this week we have two features. We have the promised, uh, full review of Force Showdown, which is an excellent game. I finally put in my 40 hours and have formulated a, what I think is an intelligent, well-reasoned, uh, 
critical opinion and perspective, it is an excellent game. So we'll be doing our full review of that. And then we have another feature this week. Uh, uh, Pro Pinball has, and this is kind of important for numerous reasons that we'll get to when we actually, you know, get to that part of the show. Um, but Pro Pinball has released, uh, Pro Pinball Ultra Time Shock new edition of their original Time Shock table runs on Linux fucking fabo we'll talk about that and about pinball on Linux and other things pin oriented so that's that's our other feature um in other news top stories my epic duskers run has finally come to an end uh just short of 8 years in game i think it was 2814 days uh survived in the game 357 derelicts uh it i have videos of it it is it was fucking ridiculous that run was crazy and to give you an idea of how fucking exceptional at least you know i mean i i've never heard of anyone <laughs> having a run this good to give you an idea of how exceptional this run was as soon as i was done i started a new run basically the next day and uh i only made it through 20 ships before my run ended so 357 derelicts i am super proud and kind of disturbed um fucking fabulous game but uh yeah. Oh, and one other thing about my Epic Duskers run. Basically, I didn't, I forgot to actually do, um, a final headcount before I, I quit out and hard reset, um, that run, uh, which ended with me just being stranded with no fuel. But that was predominantly because there was basically nowhere left to go that I hadn't visited yet. Um, yeah, 22 pages of scorecards. Unfucking believable. That is a great game. Duskers is a fabulous game. Um, and even after 130 some odd hours, literally in that run and in the next run that I started and, you know, died after 20, only 20 derelicts, that's how hard the game is. So 357 was pretty exceptional. If I don't say so myself. Um, both of those two runs, I literally was still finding new play mechanics that um I hadn't used before. Like, I was kind of aware of them, or I hadn't noticed them, or, like, uh, I f- would forget about them. Like, um in that second run where I only lasted 20 ships, uh, that was my first run where I actually commandeered a vessel that had um decontaminate uh, as a ship module. I didn't get a chance to use it. I mean... That's fucking crazy. 140 hours into the game and I'm, you know, you're still, there's still plenty of stuff to do. <laughs> oh my God. What a game. Um, okay. So I know cause I, I know that right. Ivor, everyone loves Duskers, right? Cause we're there. Our, our listeners are the smartest listeners in the world. You know, like they're not some commie pinko soft boiled fucking lily livered douchewads running fucking Microsoft Bill Gates windows no siree this is a Duskers crowd I can I can smell it oh yes so uh, Linux baby Linux Duskers means Linux it's Suntory time let's have some whiskey actually mmm that's a good idea 
So, um, we might, we, I think, by the way, I, I think it's a fairly good, fairly safe prediction that we'll, we, we will be running long this week. Um, cause I mean, we have two features. So, okay. So that's, that's the latest, um, from the Duskers, your Dusk, Duskers, uh, Linux games podcast. Um, also a game mentioned last week, forgettable dungeon. You can, uh, I lusted after Forgettable Dungeon, which has like a coming soon page on the Steam store. Um, I did some digging and, uh, went to their actual website. You can, uh, buy, um, from their website, uh, Steam key for their beta in early access. I did this. It's $24.99, something like that. Um, it's about 25 bucks. Um, I was disappointed with the game, but it's, it's still in, it's, it's, it's not even in early access yet on Steam. This is access to their beta. So it's like basically an alpha, more or less. Um, the art style is really cool. The controls are great. Um, but there's, I, there wasn't really anything I could do. So if you're really, really into forgettable dungeon i would say wait but continue to lust after it they are working um so that's that's it but it is available i mean you can actually buy access to the beta um and that is forgettable dungeon uh through their website also finally in our top stories the tome raider complete project my entire run of tome raider uh recorded videos upload youtube thing um we are finishing out the up it's just a process of pushing the fucking bits over the over the dumb pipes into youtube's gaping maw we're cramming those videos in there um each one's like an hour long so it's a huge process um we're uh last night we uploaded 11 out of fifth out of 14 videos um, so we only have like three or four more to go. It's 14 or 15. I can't remember. Um, but I haven't forgotten about that. Those are still coming. If you care. I mean, I can't imagine that anyone cares. I really did it more for my own reference than f- really f- for, I-, I mean, go, go fucking buy Tomb Raider. God damn it. It's one of the best games I've played, you know, ever. Um, pretty much. Uh, like I've been, it's, like six times now it's fucking fabulous this is the the um reboot not the original tomb raider this is this is the dark dark batman begins style Lara croft you can uh check back in our in our uh episode logs uh for the episode where i just spent an hour gushing and ranting and exulting in the magnificent triumph of the human spirit an artistic achievement that is uh Tomb Raider TR. Yes, you're a croft baby. So, those are coming. That brings us uh that'll do us for the top stories. Oh, yeah. Good call, Ivor. Once again, crack engineer Ivor Molina, Johnny on the spot, reminding me with the whiskey cue. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Mmm. 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 Ah, and if it sounds like I'm having a good time, it's because I am totally out of my fucking mind. Partially because yesterday 
just when I was gonna like go to sleep at like <laughs> nine o'clock last night, that's when I that's when I found pro pinball <laughs> and no sleep for Seth. So uh hit it, Ivor. Let's let's that's uh that will do us for our top stories. Um that'll bring us to our new and noteworthy. I was a North American fall worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, in our new and noteworthy this week, we have some very interesting games, actually. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Starbound, which was a game that I was pretty sure came out forever ago. But no, it is only now finally reached 1.0 it is no longer in early access it is legit it's la what it's legit johnny's gone legit la what la who la how starbound legit la now uh, i don't know i'm losing my mind um so what is starbound why is hey steam store work with me here motherfucker oh my god Oh, oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> My eyes, that thing cut me. Um, internet is not cooperating with me. Steam Store has been really sluggish for me lately. So Starbound, Leaving Orbit, version 1.0, came out officially today. Um, it's its street date, um, July 22nd, 2016. Starbound builds itself as an extraterrestrial sandbox adventure game. Exclamation point. You fled your home only to find yourself lost in space with a damaged ship. Your only option is to beam down to the planet below and gather the resources you need to repair your ship and set off to explore the vast, infinite, great beyond. Anchors away! Excelsior! So, I want to read um, one of the user reviews and partially, only, only partially because it does give me an excuse to Never gonna give you up. Rick roll you. <laughs> this guy's username is Rick Astley. <laughs> it's just, I thought that was hilarious. But this I thought was a very good review. He's got 138 hours uh, on record. Here's what this guy has to say about it. And this is what ultimately convinced me to buy Starbound. I haven't played it yet. I, you know, it came out this morning. So, blah. But I did buy it. Um, according to Never gonna give you up, Mr. Rick Astley himself. <laughs> That's such a, for some reason I find that so, such a brilliant fucking Steam username. Anyway, um, oh, wow, recently put, <laughs> some guy named Dadfucker also. That's, that's, that's. That's that's really charming. Anyway, so Rick Astley says, The videos don't do this game justice, nor do the pictures. The game is updating to 1.0 today, so 99% of the negative reviews are invalid as of now. Starbound is not just Space Terraria, which is what I thought it was. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm jumping out of the his copy. I thought it looked like Space Terraria. Anyway, he says that Starbound is not just Space Terraria. Starbound has an incredible soundtrack, who cares? Tons of background lore, and as of 1.0, a very long and exciting storyline. On each planet, you can find different racial civilizations, from an underwater Tokyo to a medieval village. In these civilizations, you can get many different quests from individual NPCs. I see... Like, their video did not convey that to me at all. I thought it looked like fucking Terraria in space. Um... 
This is largely a role-playing game, and if you like making a character, coming up with background for them, equipping and crafting them with cool gear, exploring, questing, and boss fighting, I mean, I don't know why they, they, I guess, like, they, they've spent so much time trying to make this game perfect that they just, you know, they were giddy at the smell of the barn at the end of the day as they came down the final stretch and just really, they need to step up their game, uh, in terms of, like, their, the promotional video, the marketing aspect, because, like, I had no idea that any of this shit was in Starbound. Anyway, so, equipping, crafting the cool gear, exploring, questing, and boss fighting, and this game is for you. Quote the word of Rick Astley, who will never give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna break you down and hurt you. Hey, you know what, uh, I... Oh, my that's it (laughs) anyway no we're not quite there yet but yes uh you've been surreptitiously uh subliminally being you've been rickrolled many many times every time you've heard that never going to give you up never going to let you down i can't read you okay so that is starbound and starbound uh which came out today is $14.99 um, Starbound 1.0 and I could swear to God that they've been in early access for forever so that's uh, that's Starbound pretty neat also in the pretty neat um, category in kind of like a Twinsons adventure which I'm probably the only human being left who remembers it we have Human Fall Flat which came out today, July 22nd, 2016. According to them, Human Fall Flat is a quirky, open-ended physics... Oh, hello. flying as free as a bird, with just one small difference. I was flying down. A single human with nothing more than their wits and some tools can shape their world in many ways. God, this game looks so cool. There are times or it can be part of the problem. Or part of the problem. <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, you you need to go look at the video for Human Fall Flat because it is. I bought it this morning. It came out today, so like I haven't had any chance to play it. Human Fall Flat. It looks It looks like something really special. Um you're this kind of white doughy kind of puppet-esque shambling little human guy in like these uh weird um kind of real seeming kind of dream seeming scenarios like where like just all sorts of weird shit is happening and uh you you wander around and explore and it looks like if you ever played Ico it looks like uh Ico ICO um it was a PlayStation game uh great adventure game it looks kind of similar to that um, but I can't wait to play this. Um, it's already got 10 positive reviews. Anyway, so, uh, 
what they have to say, Human Fall Flat is a quirky, open-ended, physics-based puzzle and exploration game set in floating dreamscapes. There we go. Your goal is to escape these surreal dreams by solving puzzles with nothing but your wits and physics. Um, and so it looks like it has all sorts of dynamic and, um, what do you call them? Uh, situational specific, uh, interactivity, um, play mechanics. Uh, it looks, and it just, I mean, it's, it's adorable. It's also kind of, kind of, um, dark, but also kind of silly dark. Anyway, check out Human Fall Flat. It came out today. Um, it's 20% off now through July 29th at $11.99. As soon as I get a chance to play it, I will fill you in with, uh, more on Human Fall Flat. Um, it, it looks like it has the potential to be something very, very special. We'll see after I play it. Um, I was very impressed though. And I was totally not in the mood to buy any games this morning. Cause like, I, 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 I bought like fuck five games this week or something like that. I'm like, I don't need any more games. I don't ever want to see another new, new game that I really want to play. And I already had to buy Starbound this morning and Human Fall Flat, their video and their description. Just, I had to get it. Um, it looks, it looks really, really interesting. Um, Feature, oh, by the way, one of the features of this game, uh, according to them in the about the, this game section of their Steam page, direct and complete control of the character, nothing is scripted, and no limits are imposed. Fully interactive environments, grab anything, climb anything, carry anything. Um, and a lot of stuff looks like it's destroyable. It, it, it looks, anyway, human fall flat. If it's awesome, you will hear more about it next week. So, Finally, in our uh, cheery, um, this game I did not get, <laughs> appropriately enough, it's 84 cents, this is Sweatshop. Oh, yeah, baby! Gentry's Gin. Irving Aronson and his commanders. So... Oh my goodness! Yeah, baby! For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a stride pianist, so this is, this is my era, baby. Um. Anyway, so I was like, wow, I can't, I can't, I don't, can't talk over this music. I'm rocking out so hard. So, sweatshop. Which is, you know, a perfectly reasonable and happy, uh, premise for a video game. It is, first of all, before we go any further, it is 84 cents now, uh, through July 29th. That's at 15% off. So skip the middleman there, you know, keep your costs down. Here's what they have to say. I had to feature this because it's, it's a video game about running a sweatshop. Sweatshop is an incremental game where you're the owner of a sweatshop. Whoa. Man, I thought it was going to be a bullet hell, space shooting, first person, virtual reality simulator. Uh, you're the owner of a sweatshop. You have to hire more staff to work for you and sell products to gain more money. Buy many different upgrades for your workers and make even more money than before. I had to feature this because, you know, Donald Trump, I'm sure, friend of the working man that he is, uh, 
<laughs> Buy many different upgrades for your workers and make even more money than before. Anyway, Sweatshop came out today, July 22nd, 2016. Um, it's got two positive reviews and it's 86 cents. Um, I'm not buying it, but it, it if you're into, you know, that whole... <laughs> <laughs> that whole sweatshop simulation experience. <laughs> ah! Then sweatshop might be just what you're looking for. It might be the title you've been waiting for all these years. So, to recap our new and noteworthy, we had Starbound, uh, finally in 1.0. Uh, check it out. Rick Astley says it's, there's more than meets the eye there. <laughs> He's never gonna give you up. He's never gonna let you down. Um, then we had Human Fall Flat, uh, and then we had Sweatshop. So that's our new and noteworthy. So, Ivor, will you please, please stop touching yourself in front of the monkeys? Oh my god! What's going on here? Now, no one is safe. Hit it, Ivor! In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Strategy? On Port Showdown, we have it all. And we want you to take on the showdown and become the master of the eternal arenas. You need to be sharp, strong, but most of all, you'll need to be the championist. The championist! This is World Nay Galaxy Class Entertainment. It's the only show in the galaxy with lives on the Oh yeah, brother! Be the championist. Champion est. Champion to the est. So, our review this week is for Showdown, a game which I have logged over forty hours in, and uh, it came out for Linux, I think, two weeks ago. Um, it's been out for a while, though. The game itself has been out since uh, March twenty ninth. That's still pretty new, but it only, uh, came out, uh, for Linux, um, on June 24th. So it's about a month old. I've logged my 40 hours and here's what I'm going to tell you about some Force Showdown. So at first blush, Force Showdown looks like a, uh, a really simple, a painfully simple, stupid kind of act, mindless action game. Um, it's demi isometric. Uh, it, the premise is it takes place in the far flung future, uh, in like a kind of a reality TV competition, uh, running man esque blood sport, um, thing. Uh, you know, for the viewers at home, ah, many will enter, you know, blah, where you fight off endless waves of monsters. There is a deck building card playing component to it, though, which here's the great genius of Force Showdown. I'm just, I just, I just wrote down a couple of points here that I want to, I really, Force Showdown is a fucking 
fabulous game. I mean, it is fabulous. It is crazy how good this game is. And it's a testament to, um, the great design and just the, the, everything about it that, um, makes it so great. Proof of that is that 40 some odd hours into this game, I do not feel like I have played this game uh to death or at all like it doesn't feel like I've spent 40 hours in it at all um and I've been playing it pretty fucking constantly for the last 2 weeks um and I know that's kind of like a uh touchy feely kind of um non quantifiable uh hippieish relativistic kind of way of uh evaluating a game but what I can tell you and we're gonna go, we're gonna talk about specific things about the game in, in a moment. I mean, it's not just gonna be the touchy feely. Yeah, this game's really good, man. Like, I really like it. I like, you know, it's got action, you know, it's really pretty. Yeah. I like the game, you know, it's good. Now, um, look, we'll talk about specifics in a moment, but really, as I was putting together my notes for this, I realized that for showdown, and I mean this. This is not high, this is not hyperbole. Every second of playing for showdown now, 40 hours in and all the seconds in between from the first to the, to the last time you played it, all of them are as good as the first time you play it. Um, that is a rare, rare thing for a video game to accomplish, especially a game like For Showdown, which I really did not want to like. Um, so, by the way, if you want to see um, a, a really, by our standards, pretty short um, gameplay video, um, I think it's like eight minutes long, it's uh, For Showdown is our video of the week. It's, I think, the second time we've had Four Showdown as a video of the week, but the second video, um, goes in, talks about the gameplay a little bit more and kind of shows off some of the, the play mechanics that make Four Showdown so awesome. So, the great genius of Four Showdown is that it, not only does it seem so simple, it actually is that simple. Whoa, my voice is cracking. It actually is that simple. The design is very simple. Um, but that in no way diminishes the, um, immense, the sheer enormity of, uh, deep, um, addictive, frenetic, uh, strategy and balls to the wall, twitch based, fucking arena, demi-bullet hell, pseudo-gauntlet style crazy balls action and spell casting and blah. Like, there are only, like, fucking, um, apart from, you know, your movement buttons, there's, um, a use button, which is, like, your third attack, and then one, two, three, and four, left mouse button, right mouse button, um... You will constantly feel like you do not have enough fingers or enough time or enough, you know, synaptic pathways to process what the fuck is happening. Um, 
And so, like, you know, you get hooked with the what seems like mindless action at first. But after, you know, your first 10 minutes, you start to realize that there's actually a lot of shit going on under the hood that you can that, that eventually, as you get better and more familiar with the game, it starts to really, really get under your skin and you start to really like it because you can, the thing is, you, there's a deck building component. You, you build a, you collect these cards and the cards are spells, upgrades, or consumables. Um, and they give your character various different powers at the start of each round. Um, random cards are pulled from your deck. Um, and added to a hand that you get to select from, and that's what you play for that arena. And, uh, the arenas, the, the quote unquote battles are actually nine arenas that are linked together where blah, each, um, arena in the battle ends in a boss fight. And for each successive arena in a battle, you get one, uh, you, you gain another point to spend um on the cards that you select it's your mana points this there are a lot of cards um but it's they're not they don't seem really crazy complex but they can be fucking outrageously complex like and they allow for um this wonderful, delicious, constantly surprising, um, persistent strategy aspect that doesn't require a lot of brain cells, but does give you a lot of fine-tuning and control um, in terms of the way you want to... It allows you to adopt many, many, many different play uh, styles and uh, overall strategies. Um... There are four different characters. I haven't, so I'm 40 hours in. I haven't even beaten, there, there are three, um, main events. I haven't even beaten the second main event yet. Um, and I, I don't care. I'm still playing it. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's, it's really great. So the way the cards interact during one battle as you build up what you've played, they can stack in unexpected ways that have really, really profound and awesome consequences. Like, you know, uh, there's like an epiphanic moment um, when you're playing Force Showdown. The first time that you realize that by being under 30% health or whatever at the end of this arena, when you're completely fucking beset on all sides by just m- hordes of monsters and you have no health and you're going to die... That's when this card that you, you played, you know, four, um, arenas before clicks in because you're now you're under 30, 30% health. Well, bam, that card, when it activates, can multiply, um, the effects of other cards to the point where like, bam, you're under 30%. Oh, well, now I have 500% damage. And you just murder. Uh, and it's not just, you know, damage stuff. There's all different kinds of cards and they all interact, um, with each other and with your play, play style makes it always fresh and always fun. And the action is just great because you can pick it up and, and just get sucked into it like instantaneously. Um, 
it's it's really awesome and the, the sheer amount of combos and and tactics that you can um deploy by using these cards in in very mental ways um what i mean by that is like you know actual strategy um can get very very deep and uh the game is very very hard um which is cool it's great actually it's not hard in like the the sense that it pisses you off all the time it's hard in that it's like a super delicious challenge um you unlock cards by uh spending gold on a wheel of fortune um you win gold by winning um battles uh there are four different playable characters and i think three three different co- main companions um bunches of different types of bosses um and depending on when you fight specific bosses like if it's like you know the sixth battle out of you know 12 battles if it's your sixth boss that whole battle made out of nine arenas culminating in a boss fight that fighting that boss which you may have fought already in in that event you know so like earlier battles in this one long they're called like uh they're set up like tv programs so there's like uh Raph the Burninator is the first one, and then there's this uh, tank chick is the second one. Anyway, when you fight them again as, like, your sixth boss that you fight, everything that you are dealing with is going to be so different than when you fought them earlier in the same... It's it's really, really cool um, and very surprising. Uh, and finally, um, uh, my personal favorite thing about the game are the daily challenges there are there are um multiple different types of daily challenges there's one that's called a quality daily where basically everyone plays with exactly the same shit the exact same levels with the exact same enemy placement and there's another one that actually lets you use your own deck to a certain degree depending and all of these arenas have different um uh effects and uh environmental conditions um and uh modifiers and shit constantly constantly uh changing dynamic um craziness uh that no matter what i mean there's only like four different styles of levels and they're all you know procedurally generated they're all basically pretty, you know, blah, pretty much. Like, there's nothing really to write home about in terms of, like, the level design. Um, but, uh, that doesn't matter because when, like, in one arena where, okay, fine, um, this arena, uh, you are going to lose 10 health every 5 seconds. Every time you kill someone, you're going to get 4 health back. That totally changes the entire game. And that has nothing to do with the cards you play. Those are like environmental arena effects. So super cool. Uh, the, uh, the daily challenges make for basically an endlessly enjoyable and very profitable. That's the best way to get gold in my, in my experience. Um, which is how you build up your decks. Um, uh, the daily challenges. I mean, like I want to be playing it right now every day, um, 
blah. And uh, I still haven't unlocked um, one of the characters for companions yet, which I think has excluded me from some daily challenges. But uh, because I don't have that guy unlocked. Super cool game, Forced Showdown, which is very, it's, I mean, this is a pretty surprising title. I've got 37.6 hours, no, 46.7 hours on record and 37.6 hours in the last two weeks in Forced Showdown. So Forced Showdown, ooh, what's deluxe edition content? There's evidently a DLC that I, I missed. Anyway, um, you can get the complete Forced Showdown collection bundle, which I guess includes the DLC. Um, 20% off. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say until when, but it's $22.37. Or you can just get Forced Showdown straight up full price, $19.99. I afford Forced Showdown, the highest honor I can bestow upon a game on this, my, uh, little, uh, humble podcast. Uh, it is absolutely worth $19.99. Even if you think that you m- aren't going to be into this type of game, it's so simple and so fun and so action packed that by the time it really has sucked you in and like you're totally absorbed in like deck building and strategizing and really getting into the nuances of the ways cards can interact and plotting your strategy, which happens very quickly. It's all very, oh, it's so good. Um, it's too late. You're, you're completely addicted. Four showdown, absolutely worth $19.99. Which, so there you go. Yeah, heard it here, I guess. Now, <laughs> that is four showdown. Highly recommended. Ivor, what's next? But wait, there's more. If you play ball, what's up with me and the giant dangerously references today? Anyway. That brings us to our uh feature <laughs> for real, it's never gonna give you up. Really, I can't read you. I can't read. I can read your mind. Um, something super huge happened yesterday. Uh, worthy of a separate feature. I know it, this is a longer episode, but fuck it. I I don't give a shit. This is worth it. This is content that must be presented to the people of the interwebs. Can you dig it? Okay, so something actually fairly momentous uh, occurred yesterday. Um, in the world of, uh, Linux-based gaming, especially in terms of Steam, but realistically across any, uh, distribution platform, you know, blah, 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 be it, you know, whether you're getting your games through Synaptic Package Manager, or you're compiling them yourself directly from the source, does not matter. Something pretty big happened yesterday. The first legit, legit, and I am a fucking purist with credentials in terms of to back up my claim of being not a polyester tourist but a devoted tourist a fucking straight to the root right from the originator oh yes give me that old time religion caliber purist i'm a pinball psychopath in fact um 
luckily for me, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and have lived here long enough to remember Tim Arnold's Fun Nights, which were the Southern Nevada uh, Pinball Collectors uh, Club warehouse open to the public once every year. This is over 20 years ago. Um, 100 to 250 of the best maintained pinball machines set to free play. He used to open it up to the public one night for charity. Five bucks at the door, infinite credits on everything. Well, those days are long gone. Kind of thankfully, uh, Tim Arnold has long since, I guess, wow, it's been like seven years now. Um, Tim Arnold has converted, converted what used to be the fun night that was run out of the gigantic fucking warehouse that adjoined his, his home, uh, into the classy gentrified storefront, uh, known as the International Pinball Hall of Fame, which is basically I think they have, it depends on what they have up and running at any given time, but it's well over 300 machines. It is basically, if not the single largest collection of, uh, playable pinball machines located in one place on the face of the planet it is absolutely in the top three, if not top two. I would say it's the number one. Um, and I go back for 20 years with pinball. Uh, I'm very good at pinball. I play a lot of pinball. A lot of pinball. So, one of the unfortunate things about Linux over the last, um, well, forever, basically, is that there have been attempts at creating, uh, virtual frameworks, um, that allow people to use, um, a physics engine. That, you know, you compile yourself from source code or whatever, and then you add your own graphic assets and etc. Um, to design, uh, your own tables and to distribute your own tables. Um, those have basically fallen by the wayside. I can't remember the last one I played. None of them look very good. Um, and, you know, they were very, very buggy. Um, and were a patience tester. So what I'm trying to say here is that up until yesterday, there was absolutely no world-class pinball simulation available for Linux. Now, pinball simulation itself over the last, especially the last eight years, has come a long way, baby. Um, especially if you own an iOS device, you can play pinball arcade. Um, all the machines in pinball arcade actually, in fact, the, the, uh, some of the transition artwork inside of pinball arcade is taken from the collection at the International Pinball Hall of Fame. Um, by the way, uh, Next time you're in Vegas, do not miss the International Pinball Hall of Fame. 350 plus machines, all in great working order. It is a blast. So what I'm trying to say here is, um, over the last eight years, uh, as you know, uh, portable devices have gone, you know, blah, blah, more powerful. Um, I was actually, uh, listening to, uh, an audiobook, uh, a couple of days ago. This is shocking. Um, Cray supercomputer, uh, circa, like, I I can't remember. Mid eighties. That's, that's how powerful your (laughs) iPhone is. It's in your pocket. In the future! Ah! Computational machine like this! You know, on par with the ENIAC or the Maniac! Uh, 
in the future, I know this is unthinkable, it won't weigh a hundred tons, it will only weigh 35 tons. Yeah, no, that's in your pocket right now. So, Pinball Arcade, which um, provides simulations very accurate, very, 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 very accurate, uh, one-to-one simulations of uh, real-life tables in digital form, unbelievable, blah, not available for Linux, but you can get it on your iOS, you know, blah, blah. That became the state of the art. Well, before Pinball Arcade, let's, oh, do you hear that? Ooh, we're going through the hazy flashback. Yeah, it's time, time for Uncle Scooby Sprites. I'm fucking old. Yeah, it's my birthday week, motherfuckers. So yeah, I'm a fucking old motherfucker. That means I'm classic. Uh, 1998. The year was 1998. Long before these fucking one to one Absolutely 100%, um, physically, uh, perfectly physics based models of actual tables that actually fucking play like real tables using actual physics. Um, long before that, there was Big Race USA, which was put up by a company called Pro Pinball. Big Race USA was the greatest, for my money, the greatest pinball machine that was never, ever produced. Big Race USA was designed from the ground up, uh, ran on Windows and, uh, PlayStation, and, uh, they came out for a couple of other consoles, but really, um, I played it on Windows. It modeled a hundred percent original completely realistic analog of what this game, this table design would be like if anyone ever, you know, actually put it into production. It it wasn't designed to be put into production. It was designed to be a digital game. They came out with some other tables, but Big Race USA was Pro Pinball's absolute defining, defining product. It was fucking fabulous um half of everything i know about pinball uh repair maintenance and um uh yeah actually you know taking care of pinball machines half of everything i learned half of everything i know i learned from big race usa you could adjust the, you could adjust the tilt you could go into the operate you could go into the operators menu and look at the bookkeeping coin in coin out um Right there on the dot matrix display. Now, it didn't, this is 1998, it didn't have the world's most sophisticated physics modeling, so they cheated, um, and they just made it feel exactly like it should feel. And it was one of the best designs of any pinball machine ever. So they had other machines that they, they, they did. None of them were as good as Big Race USA. One of them was t- called Time Shock. Time Shock, back then, I mean, it's, it's difficult to compare anything to Big Race USA because it was, it's absolutely, I've played every great pinball machine ever made and I've spent dozens of hours on basically every single great pinball. Ma- I mean, bare minimum. We're talking like, anyway, I, I'm a sick motherfucker. I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours on the, 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 every major pinball machine ever made, I have 
at least logged 100 hours on it. At least. I've mastered two tables in my life. One of them is Medieval Madness, and no one. Anyway, we won't even go into that. So what I'm trying to say here is, trying to compare anything to Big Race USA is almost impossible because Big Race USA was one of the best designed tables ever made, even though it was never actually made in real life. So there has been no... There's been this gulf in terms of on Linux for as long as I've been using Linux. So that goes back to right around time of Big Race USA, 1998, 97-ish, I want to say, maybe 99. Mandrake, baby. Oh, boy. Mandrake. I remember getting my mom to write a check <laughs> so I could get the uh, 45... CD thing with the printed manual of the man. Anyway, so all throughout my entire time of using Linux, there has never been a world-class at all of any kind pinball simulation of any table anywhere at all ever. That all ended yesterday. Pro Pinball almost 20 years since Big Race USA. Pro Pinball Released yesterday, my friends. Pro Pinball Ultra Time Shock. The completely revamped, high-res, eyeball-meltingly gorgeous, high-res, second, absolutely the best virtual pinball you'll, you will ever play that's not, um, a one-to-one rendering of an actual table. For that, you have to go look at Pinball Arcade, and that's not available on Linux. Pro Pinball is the next best thing. In fact, in a lot of ways, it's actually better because these tables, this table never actually existed except in digital form. So it's an entirely unique experience. It is a majestic, majestic, delicious. I've already, it says that I've only logged three hours in it. That's so fucking not true. That's gotta be like every second in between every pause that they're keeping track of. Cause it's, f- I've played the motherfuck out of Pro Pinball Ultra. It is the revamped 2016, I almost said 2008 for some reason, 2016 edition, completely redone in unbelievable unbelievably beautiful um, lighting effects, textures, etc. of their original Time Shock machine. It is... It doesn't even brook comparison with the original Pro Pinball Time Shock because this is such a different game. It's, a complete, it's completely unrecognizable. It is the first world-class um, pinball simulation available for Linux. It is one table... Um, oh wait, you know what? I just got news in my inbox. Oh, fuck you. Pinball Arcade just got back to me. They have reneged on what they said for the last three years. They, they said that a Linux edition of Pro Pinball, of Pinball Arcade, Pinball Arcade, this is not Pro Pinball, this is Pinball Arcade. Pinball Arcade is not coming to Linux now. Um, this is the first, I torch them about every year, um, asking them about the Linux. This is the first time they've said they have no plans to release for Linux now, which is a complete reversal. That sucks. But take heart, my friends, because Pro Pinball Ultra Time Shock 
is now available as of yesterday, and it is fabulous. It's um, it might seem a little expensive at first blush, but it's I think it's fifteen bucks if the store page would cooperate here with me. It's not cooperating. It doesn't like me. It hates me. It likes me. I'm gonna hatch you. Fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. That might seem like, you know, you're only getting one, one table here, but what you're getting is actually one fucking pinball machine. $14.99. Totally worth it. This is going to be good for 12,000 hours. It's now integrated with worldwide leaderboards. Um, unbelievable experience. Uh, the, Thousands of ways you can tweak every realistic setting for this game. To say nothing of all the visual effects and resolutions and sound, blah, blah, blah. It is, you know, 12,000 hours of gameplay. It is totally worth $14.99. It is the first legit triple A pinball simulation available for Linux. Um, it is world class. It comes 20 years at almost 20 years after um comes 20 years from the same franchise that set the high watermark to begin with and they have that curve just keeps you know going up to the horizon and be breaking the bar graph remains undiminished pro pinball fabulous finally pinball on linux and so now that we're like you know 1200 hours into the show um let's wrap up with uh our deals we'll do the deal sans music again this week sorry ivor ivor's just don't touch the fucking button try to get out of here at like under an hour and a minute (laughs) something like that okay so we have two deals for you this week um which is just as well um one of them, though, is a game that never goes on sale, and I have not played it, but I have wanted to play it since long before I started doing this podcast. Kentucky Route Zero, which is like a, it's it's a it's it's a kind of a point and clicker hybrid adventure game, um, part of that really uh, new breed from like two years ago, where uh, really immersive, obtuse. Um, story-driven, experiential, uh, meditative type of adventure game. Kentucky Route Zero, now through July 26. This game never goes on sale. Is 50% off at $12.49. And from what I read on the store page, they're releasing Kentucky Route Zero in like, um, episodes. I think they're planning on five episodes. I don't know what episode they're up to now, but, you get access to all of the episodes that have come out and all the episodes that are going to come out um, at this price, $12.49, 50% off now through July 26th. So if you've been wondering about Kentucky Route Zero, now is your chance. Uh, and finally, for just top-down um, vertical scrolling uh, two-dimensional space shooters, um, a la, you know, like, uh, uh, oh my god, not Raiden, uh, Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Like Tiger Heli or whatever. Um, but, you know, Bullet Hell, like in the Psycho, P-S-I-Y, P-S-I-K-Y-O, a la, um, 
1945 strikers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Bullet hell, hard, crazy, lots of power-ups, lots of damage, lots of explodey, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sky Mercenaries, which I haven't played, but I, 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 it's been on my wish list for a long time. Never goes on sale. 50% off, $4.49 now through July 25th. So, if you're looking for a, uh, uh, hardcore, um, shoot 'em up, let's upgrade that laser, baby. Uh, Sky Mercenaries looks really pretty. Very rarely goes on sale. 50% off $4.49. So to recap, we had Forced Showdown. That was our review. Excellent game. Pro Pinball Ultra Time Shock. Unbelievable. Totally. And this is not a review, but it might as well be because I'm probably never going to talk about it again because I'm just going to keep playing it forever. That's why I, I played Big Race USA for over seven years. That's on Pro Pinball's forums. Here's how good Big Race USA is, was, and always will be on their, on Pro Pinball, uh, on the Pro Pinball forums, the most recent post under the Big Race USA, um, master thread, uh, is from like three months ago. People are still playing Big Race USA. It's a fabulous game. Um, I'm waiting to hear back. I did, I did ask Pro Pinball early this morning if they have plans to release any, uh, uh of their, other tables apart from Time Shock, i.e. Big Race USA, updating them with, I mean, it's just fabulous. The update treatment that they, they slammed on, on Time Shock. It's absolutely unrecognizable, um, from the original. So anyway, for showdown, pro pinball, ultra Time Shock, uh, and then, uh, in our new noteworthy, we had Starbound 1.0, finally, Human Fall Flat, and, uh, you know, for that light touch of, uh, merry giddiness, we had Sweatshop. That'll do us. Sorry, uh, we went long, but actually, you know what? Fuck it. I make no apologies, motherfucker, because we're talking fucking pinballs coming to Linux. Yes, can I get a name in? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it blew my mind. What a birthday present. Yes, I'm an old motherfucker, but I'm twice as mean as I am old. That's the Linux way. That's the Chicago way. Cheers, thanks for listening, and I will catch you next week. I can't wait to uh uh play Human Fall Flat and uh hit you up with all the all the details. Looks very, very cool. Cheers! Later days. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.